Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all higher right now, but stocks have been fluctuating as banks advance, offsetting a route in crude that sent energy producers lower. West Texas Intermediate down $4.50 now at Forty-six oh two for a barrel of WTI. Well, it is down now by two dollars seventeen cents. Brent at forty-eight twenty-eight. That is a drop of three point seven percent. Gold down eight eighty the ounce to twelve eighty-eight. Down seven tenths of one percent. The ten-year down nine thirty seconds. The yield there two point one eight percent. Equities higher. S and P up two to twenty-four thirty-two. A gain there of one tenth of one percent. The Dow up thirty-seven up two tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up twelve. Also a gain of two tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg business. Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Well, our next guest participated in a panel earlier at the Bloomberg Invest New York Summit here at Bloomberg headquarters and coverage of the Bloomberg Invest Conference on Bloomberg Radio brought to you by SEI. That panel, by the way, was called the Machine Equation, and it looked at integrating machine learnings and artificial intelligence into the financial world. I feel like a day doesn't go by that we don't somehow talk about this. Valerie Bannert-Thurner is Global Head of Risk and Surveillance Solutions at uh, the NASDAQ here on site, though, at Bloomberg headquarters. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thank you very much, Carol. I do feel like a day doesn't go by where we're not figuring out how AI and different things play into the financial world already at use. Um, tell me a little bit about the panel, the, the machine equation, because you guys are using machine learning when it comes to surveillance and oversight at the NASDAQ. What specifically are you doing? Sure. So we had a great panel earlier today. Um, it was really getting uh, talking about machine intelligence and deep learning from different angles and how the buy side is using it today. So a lot of discussions around how quantitative trading is enhanced through deep learning algorithms in terms of so how the actual buy side firms are using it and how they are scrubbing data and getting better signals, but also how they make smarter trading decisions. They're all in on this oh, totally. at this point. Yeah. Um, I think where we as NASDAQ come in, um, obviously I think we're very well known in general as an equity market um, in the U.S., but we do a lot of other things as well. And so um, as an example, in particular for the buy side, we offer uh, market data, um, and in particular in this case, uh, machine intelligence-enabled market data for new signals for some of these quant investors to really um, create alpha based on some of the information that we derive from a wider set of data um, using machine intelligence. So we talked a little bit about how we can come in and, and provide better signals than we did in the past to kind of give them an edge. Um, we also talked about how we, um, as a fintech provider, uh, use machine intelligence and offer basically rectech fintech solutions in the area of surveillance and how we use machine intelligence in that. So we kind of came at it from NASDAQ angle. We provide a number of different services to the buy side. All of them are machine intelligence enabled as well. So helpful information to help them in terms of performance, but also making sure everybody stays on track in terms of regulations. That's right. In particular, looking at things like insider trading, yeah. um, manipulation of the market. So really kind of um, giving them better tools to protect themselves in the market. What other sorts of things are, are uh, firms hoping that AI will do for them that they now have a, a more difficult way of getting? Um, so, and I think that's some of the beauties about machine intelligence. Like you can do things 
better, like the same things that you used to do, just better, smarter, faster, right? So you can improve current features and functions and processes. But what you can also do with machine intelligence is actually do stuff that you couldn't do before. And we have a couple of um, examples where um, we are now able to extract signals and data from um, communications data, from trading data, that point um, our users into directions that they've never seen before, right? So, um, and that's really only been possible in the last two, three years since all the new deep learning machine intelligence algorithms came up. So we can really use the power of the technology of, uh, and the data um, available to us now to kind of come up with new things. And a couple of examples are, so when you look at some of the big manipulation cases like LIBOR, mm-hmm. um, the LIBOR rigging and... and Would it have caught all of this? Um, well, if you look at how long it took to actually get to create the evidence and bring it in front of court, I think we can be much faster nowadays, right? It was a lot of people reading a lot of documents, right? Yeah. And what was interesting is you basically, there was, in the end, you get into jail, like, for manipulating the market. It's about a trade that kind of gets you into jail. Yeah. However, the, the, to prove intent, it's all in the communications, right? So you really need to overlay these different channels. And nowadays with the new uh, natural language processing technologies, you can actually go through communication and identify those signals, um, which a keyword-based system would never never pick up. So are you saying that we should, going forward at some point, maybe in the near distant future, we should be able to catch scandals before they become billion-dollar losses for financial firms, before they impact a lot of investors. I think you bring up, like, we call this pre-crime, right? So, yeah. um, and, and that's very We're much going what we full want to on go. minority report here. Is what yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm kind of getting shivers here. No, but no, seriously, though, right? Think about that, right? The potential to get things before they become kind of this huge disaster financially. And that's kind of where we want to go, right? I don't think we're quite there yet. A little but big we, brother-ish, but... Yeah, well, there's a good, very good cost behind it, right? So um, what we are doing is we're looking at behaviors of traders. We're looking whether they start changing um, their trading behaviors in terms of, for example, going into uh, different instruments that they normally never trade or kind of building up bigger positions. But we do the same from a communications perspective. So we yeah. look at are they changing the communication behavior, either more or less aggressive or collusive. And, and the intention is really to find out, okay, who's changing their behavior in an abnormal way? And maybe we just get an, at some point to one was like, okay, let's just put a flag and, and have an increased risk profile so we can actually identify potential bad behaviors early or before they even happen. But we're not quite there yet. That's where we want to go. But um, the new tools certainly help us get there. It's, uh, it's fairly dramatic, too. Uh, how difficult is it to do this kind of programming? I think... Um, yeah, it's a good question. And I think you see a shift in capabilities that are needed. It's not so much, I mean, you still need great programmers. Um, you need additional type of people, right? So we, we are looking very much at um, adding, um, you know, we have a lab, we have data scientists, data engineers. So, um, and actually more and more also behavioral scientists. So we mm. care about how people behave and, and how subtle changes in their behavior would actually be reflected. And then we get good data engineers to have features and great, great programmers to build it into algorithms. So you need the whole the whole suite of, of, of people to really make it fly. We're running out of time, but it makes me think I was reading about a company this morning that was just talking about like using facial recognition to kind of pick up on things. And I just do wonder if that gets pulled into too and kind of tracking maybe people who are you know, somehow you see stress or something. I don't know. The more data you have, the better you get. Right? Um, this is fascinating. I find this world uh, just amazing in terms of how technology is, is impacting uh, trading and, and financial as a whole. Valerie, thank you. Much welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. Valerie Bennett-Thurner, she's Global Head of Risk and Surveillance Solutions at 
NASDAQ joining us at the Bloomberg Invest New York Summit right here on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Invest Conference on Bloomberg Radio brought to you by SEI. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg Radio.